welcome. Whoa. Yeah, keep singing the song. I want win you to keep. Bi- it's win big. <laughs> and you can win you big. Have a, you have a great voice. Is this your new, like. It's a cross between Fergie and Jesus, I know. Yeah, I know. Karaoke just to the extreme. Touch my drum set. <laughs> I'm going to put my nutsack <laughs> all over your drum set. We cannot start a show. Why can't we? We can and we have. This shit's live. <laughs> can't take it back. <laughs> Are you going to put a mask on? Do it. Do it. Just put no. it on for a couple minutes. Put a mask. No. COVID is still happening, folks. Put your masks on. Damn God it. God damn it. <sighs> when will it stop? Make it stop. I think by the summer. I feel good about late it, summer. Right. It's going to stop tomorrow. I, I think know. it stops tomorrow. Well, welcome to the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. My name is Chad. Oh, I'm Kevin. We are here. I don't even know what this is. 118. Mm. Had to write it down. Had to. And this is, what is today? April 5th? April 5th. April 5th. Nate, I'm currently drinking a shock top because that's what I had available to me. But Chad, can you hand me that one over there? Yeah. Thank you. Now, Relo- now, reload. I'm, now I'm switching to Wisconsin's favorite, Spotted Cow. Do you think it is? Absolutely. Right now it's Wisconsin's favorite. All right. I don't disagree. I bet there's more Spotted Cow sold in this state than all Budweiser. Oh, any for, any Budweiser. For sure. I hope so, at least. For sure. So welcome to everybody on the live stream, we appreciate you showing up. Welcome back. Uh, welcome back. It's like a private showing tonight. Eddie, we're, not, we're not open to the masses. Ed just made it in. He's right in the middle of practice, he said. What up, homie? So, uh, what's going on? I just see you're typing things. Nebula, Marvel. Are we well, trying to figure out who's who? I don't, I don't know what, what happened. Nate said, first show, first show post-March, going to feel like the blip just happened. Going oh, yeah. back to the original good, crew good with only a few new faces. Who's Rocket, War Machine, Ant-Man, and Nebula? And I was trying to go through everybody. Rick Cox is definitely War Machine. I mean, I think he's 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 brains and brawn, right? He's got it all, right? Is that how you feel about War Machine? Yeah. Okay. Do you not? I mean, the guy's a leader, but then he's got the suit, and he has a massive gun over the top, you know? He's the big gun. He is the big right? gun. And not all, I mean, not only that, I mean, he's just very patriotic. I, I don't know if Greg Cox is very patriotic, but I, I think feel he like is. he's patriotic. I feel like he is a, a patriotic person. I know, but he's always reading books. He's And they're all, it's always about leadership. Yes. He probably knows more about, like, the SEALs than the SEALs do. Yeah. Seriously. I think he's War Machine. He might be sneaky. He might actually be War Machine. Oh, Ed's practice got all early. That, oh, is, that, a, way, that is a good feeling. Friend or foe, practice get down early. <laughs> and then kidding. I put Nate Nate as Ant Man. Why? Because he tends to have the jokes. He's kind of got that little like he's Paul Rudd. He's 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 very Paul Rudd like. He's a ginger Paul Rudd maybe. <laughs> Is that and a he's compliment? Tall. He's a little tall to be Ant Man, but that's what the buttons for. You know. He's he's giant man. You he's got giant man. just make sure you carry some orange slices with you, Nate. And then what else? Well, who else? Oh, Han- I said Hannah is uh, Rocket because she's Rocket clearly filthy out of mouth. Yes, absolutely. Rocket is absolutely the one that's going to say that's what she said. Yeah, at, in the most inappropriate time ever. Somebody just died, and then Rocket says that's what she said. Yep. And I totally Hannah. All right. And I know we, you're a nice person, but 
you got a dirty mind. All right. I, but I don't know who Nebula is. So it's you Dil- think robotic. Dylan, Dylan or Ed? Dylan or Ed? Well, that's I mean, that's who left here. Dylan's way too nice to be Nebula. And Ed's like dad. Like oh, Ed's, Scott's Ed's, here. Ed's probably dad of the year. Maybe you know what it is. We need to get to know some more people. Yeah, we need to get to know Scott more. Scott, actually, I have a question for you. Um, on your membership, it says Jonathan, but I thought your name was Scott, and I'm very confused. You got to let me know what's going on. Yeah. Do I do I prefer do Are you Jonathan Scott? So let's get into that a little bit. What March memberships? Is, March is over, and it's oh. April. We just celebrated Easter, but. And I, I mean, we're still we're still giving away stuff. So we had we had a member, very giving people. We had a member who wanted to pay it forward. Yep. And this member, I'm not giving out a name because the person did not want me to give out a name. Said, "I want to give you guys, I want to I want to pay for three memberships, and I want you to give them out." Okay. And this person specifically said, Scott was going to get one. Yep. From the first episode of March, yep. Um, so Scott got a membership. He's a re- courtesy of another member. Yeah, we have two more memberships we'd like to give away. Correct. Courtesy of one of our friends. So, uh, if you are, well, if you're on the live stream, you don't need a membership because you already have one. Correct. If you're listening to this audio version one week later, if you're listening to this, mm-hmm. here's what we're going to do. You're going to finish this week's episode. At the end of this episode, mm-hmm. Kevin is going to give you a buzzword, a I keyword. Got, I already know what it is. I just thought of it. Okay, good. So Kevin's going to give you a, a buzzword. And then on Monday, April the 12th, Yeah. all right, you need to direct message us on social media or email us if you don't have social media. So everybody Correct. has an opportunity. If you are listening to this, if you are listening to episode 118 and you want a free membership, you're going to listen to this entire episode, listen to the end. Kevin's going to give you a buzzword. You need to email us or direct message us on social media, Kevin's key buzzword, and you will be entered into a drawing. A, a drawing. We're gonna pull. We're gonna give contest. away two. We're gonna yeah. We're gonna give away two more memberships a week yeah. from today, or tonight if you're just listening to this. So yep. if you're listening to this on Monday the twelfth, you're going to want to listen to this. Put it on one point five speed. Yeah, listen to the or end. Just fast forward to the end. Slider <laughs> bar. Spoiler. You can do that. I think so. Hmm. One one podcast I listen to pretty regularly. You can't do that. Oh, I didn't. It know. will didn't. it will stop you once the ad hits. Oh, cool! Forces you to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. I I can't tell you how many times I've heard an ad for a Ford F one fifty. I don't think America needs to know that Ford F one fifties are available. Number oh, one selling car right. in the world. You're right. Although Ford, if you want to sponsor this lovely candid athletic training podcast. Yeah, let's get Ford on here. Maybe I'll, you can I'll give also us. Also, take a Ford F one fifty. Yeah, no, we'll we'll play around. We'll we'll give make you... it the Raptor, and I'm, I who knows what I'll do for you. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's a ZJ? What? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're giving away two memberships. You're gonna want to email us. Get in that uh, lottery, that contest, that giveaway. You know what? So Nate just you know I know he just put up the buzzword right. Um, the only thing I could think of was. 
the password is password password penis oh <laughs> so how carry at his finest how was your how was your easter we just Fine. just I passed didn't do Easter. Any, you didn't do, I anything. Didn't do anything you're house sitting yeah house sitting uh immediate family's out of town me and the future missus hung out with her family for like dinner um and that's about it otherwise we had a nice little sunday didn't do anything that's we, did, the best. we didn't we didn't even go to home depot Saturday. Yeah, that Saturday was Saturday. is Home Depot. We're going streaking in the quad. Yeah. <laughs> you, little known fact. Well, not little known. I mean, you've 12, been streaking before? 11, 11 other people know this. Um, some people that are listening to the podcast right now, if it's next Monday, um, that's one of my fantasy football team names. We're going streaking. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You know what? Before we get in, we got to. We're here at Brew Fitness Studio. Wow. Really? In Milwaukee. First time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So if you ever visit, come yeah. on, check come out on the in. gym. You can get a free 10-day membership and hang out with Ryan and Savannah and Alex and mm. Kevin. Yeah. Because he'll be here. Because Chad's not. Chad doesn't work out anymore. I'll be back. <laughs> like the Terminator, I'll be back. You will. When your kid's like eight. No. <laughs> as soon as this baseball season's over, I'm getting my ass back into shape who else can we think right here our friends oh. at www.healthyroster.com the official sponsor of the candid athletic training podcast yeah those guys are great they are great if you are in if you are starting to look towards next year yeah if you're looking for a new it's a good point medical records database uh-huh. you should check them out if you're looking for some sort of survey screening tool yeah if you need a screening system Healthy Roster is your place. If you want a company to work with that listens to what you need and will adapt to your needs, you need HealthyRoster.com. We should save this for a uh, future topic because it just came to my head. Now, when did you start planning for next year when you were like, that's a feature topic for it. Like, should you start planning? So like right now, would you start, is this too soon to start budgeting and thinking about what you want to get for next year? And purchasing, that's and, a feature topic. I mean, in my former career, yeah, yes. Yeah. Although, I think you always have this, like, five-year plan in the back of your head, right? Yeah. Like these, um, this year I'm going to learn these CEUs, and then next year I want to learn that. Like, I mean, there's always that. But really thinking about next year in my former career, oof, yeah, it wasn't right now. Yeah. I mean, it, You're just trying to get through. Well, it was... It was opening day like three days ago. So. Yeah, I suppose. I'm thinking in the college world. In the college world, the when high school world, when, I would when think. When your season is, yeah. I would think a lot of budgets are going on right now, yeah. right? You're yeah. you're applying, you want, you're applying for that, you know, bigger capital budget thing that, that you want the hot tub in your. In the your hot tub. Athletic, the hot tub. Um, Barbara Hernandez. That's a Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah, I don't know that one. Will Ferrell Interesting. In, a, in a hot tub. All right. Barbara, I, the only the only one I remember is, is with is uh, that with Jim Carrey being that, the, no it's Will Ferrell oh, and Drew Barrymore. A, oh, I was thinking of when Will Ferrell and forgive me I can't remember the female comic on SNL, but she like they're very awkwardly like sexually active in the hot tub with everybody, and they make everybody uncomfortable around them. Do you remember that? No. 
And then, no. and then honestly, Jim Carrey hosting, I think SNL, and he was the lifeguard at a hot tub. Oh no, that I don't one, know that. That one, one was awesome. I'll have to check that anything. One out. Jim Carrey, awesome. See, and your Mount Rushmore comedians. Ooh, comedians. I, it's tough because to me, you or have funny to, actors. Funny actors to me, yes. He's in your Mount Rushmore yes, funny actors. Absolutely, comedians. I think stand-up comedy though. And that's different. He's not a stand-up comic. That's true. That's true. That's like Will Ferrell's not a stand-up. Man, comic. I'm I'm going to have to give that one some thought. That's a that's a big loaded question. Yeah, I can't believe you would spring that on me last second. It just well, I didn't know where this conversation that's was true. going. You're such a jerk. I know. So I think the only thing, the only other thing that we need to address, um, right? You yeah. Got anything else? No, no, we're oh. good. Why don't you? Why, and this is gonna so kind of get into our yeah, future topic it, a little bit today. This leads to our future topic. Um, I think a huge thank you to everybody that reached out to us because you know that a really good friend of the show um, had a little bit of a scary moment for at him. work. Yeah, at work as an athletic trainer, um, and a lot of you reached out to make sure that he was okay. You kind of reached out to us to maybe even say he was in your your prayers, your thoughts, I mean, and everything that you were hoping that he would be okay. I'm going to let everybody know right now he's okay. He's out of the hospital. Um, he's doing just fine. Just talk to him. He's doing exactly what he normally does. and He's trying, writing a paper. He's writing a paper and trying to be smarter than everybody else. Oh, yeah, he is smarter than Because he else. is smarter than everybody else. Because how many of you are writing a paper right now? I am. Not many. Um that being said, we really appreciate you reaching out because he's a near, dear, good friend of ours, and we love him to death, and I hope everybody gets a chance to meet somebody like Mr. Dave Yeager, and um, yeah, he's okay. So that will lead to a nice topic that we have later in the later in the show. Dave, if you're listening, I promise we're not just going to go into all your personal details of your life. We love you. We wouldn't do that to you. Bullshit. Anything else? <laughs> no. Uh, no, let's do it. All right. And we're back. Oh, we're back. We've never said that before. Back uh, to the studio. Where are we going? Back to the hotel. Subject at hand. Okay. Yeah. Back to the hotel. That's another one. Yeah. There's a lot of songs that have back to, you know, yeah. back to the future. A lot of stuff. Hey, where do you want to go? I don't care. What's your What's your least favorite thing of this show? And we'll start there. <laughs> My least favorite thing? Yeah. I don't have one. Which Which one are you like, ah, let's just get this freaking over with. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Honestly, <laughs> each week is a di- it's like a choose your own adventure. I don't know. I That's love- what I'm trying to choose. Um, I'm trying okay, to choose this your week, adventure. This week, let's start with the, the low one. The little one. That's what, yeah. All right, here we go. I'm just going to hit a button. Yeah, okay. You knew which one you were going to no, hit. No, I didn't. Friend or foe? <laughs> this is a surprise to me. Friend or foe, Kevin? Yep. Bring it. <sighs> when an bring, athlete bring, bring. calls you at home. Ooh. Athlete calling you at home. Friend or foe? <laughs> is it a social call? <laughs> athlete calling you at home. <laughs> Never a social call. Um, that's, uh, that's a foe. It's gotta be a foe. Cause no matter what, that just means something's wrong. Like it, it, like they either, um, they don't know the schedule for tomorrow. So they call the only person that they knew would absolutely know the schedule for tomorrow. That's which bullshit because we also don't we're the last know. person to know the schedule. <laughs> exactly. 
but we're the only ones they trust. Um, <laughs> now that's definitely the it, or something happened, right? Yeah. Some something bad happened. They need to know if they should go to the emergency room or not. Um, the other, I, I can't think of any, I can't think of like a good reason your athlete is calling you unless it's totally social or it's like, Hey, what was that movie we were watching in the athletic training room earlier today? Um, but that they could wait for tomorrow. So I foe, it's gotta be a foe. It's gotta be a foe. I agree. I don't know how that can be. And as well, here's the only way it can be a friend is you're young, you're new in the profession (laughs) and you're overzealous. You just want to help everyone. Yeah. And you want to give them a little bit of a, or you're trying to give them some things to do at home before you see them tomorrow to try and improve the situation between now and then so that you have less work to do tomorrow. Does that make sense? Like if you can give them a little bit of advice now, tomorrow when you see them in person, it might be a little bit better. It might be a little bit easier. That's the only situation where I can say, maybe it's a little bit of a friend. You're get you're getting something in. They're doing uh, they're doing their due diligence of not waiting to the last minute to tell you. Correct. Especially in your world, because sometimes they don't have a choice but the 15 minutes before practice because they've been in class all day. Yeah. Although I don't know, is UWM in class? Are they like in classes, or is it like um, optional? Certain or is it like, certain labs are most yeah. most everything is virtual right now, but there are a few things. Yeah. That are in person. Um, the only, yeah, that's the only, yeah. You're right. That's the only way that that could be a friend. So we're gonna. We I will up, say we put it up that, on social media today. I'm just gonna. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, nice. I don't Ooh. know how that happened. Oh. Hey. Um, um, so we got yeah. Eighty three percent said foe. Seventeen percent of you said friend. I just put this up like two hours that's ago. Not even close. I mean, Eight? that's that's a yeah. pretty. I and I honestly think there needs to be the separation, right? How about I mean, the Ferris Bueller from Nate? I oh, hey. Thing. I love it. Oof. Cameron was Cameron. in Egypt land. Let my people Let go. Let my people go. Man, Some it, of our listeners right now are like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's all right. That's why you get a membership or sign up for a free one so you can see the, the visuals that we put up on the, the YouTube. Oh, yeah. Or just go check us out on YouTube. You can just go check us out on no, YouTube. You're going to want to get a membership. As we what talked about last week, what did you? Yeah, wouldn't you feel like you're late to the game? If you're listening to this next week, yeah, and you're, we're talking about Ferris Bueller and this poll that's on Twitter, talking you're late practice. to the game. Talking about practice. <laughs> God, talking about not the game. God, that guy was good at basketball. Okay, we were arguing bad. on the bus this week about top five about point what? guards of all time. Top five point guards of you all time. You can't do five. You got to do four. Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. Okay, well, yeah. All right, fine. Go. Magic Johnson. Yep. Real quick, Steve Nash. Oh, John Stockton. Point guard is Steph Curry a point guard? No, not not a true point guard. Yeah, I mean, see, that's the that's the problem. Is that in the last everyone's a tweener now? In the last eight years, there are no true positions anymore. So, this, like everybody right now, like you could say LeBron James. Be the best point guard. LeBron point forward James. Uh, I'm gonna go Gary the Glove Payton as my last. Uh, he was my second favorite player of all time. Absolutely, he was. Well, he's probably third now because the Greek freak is right up there. Oh God, yeah. 
Um, I would go Magic. He's my favorite player of all time. It's not even close. He's the goat. Sorry. Big O. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't say Big yeah. O. I'm going Isaiah Thomas. Oh, really? I think he was really underrated. I know he was a dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> but he was really good. I just see. I take John think- Stockton. I would put on there, and then uh, I have a. I'd love to put Gary Payton on there. Bye Savannah. Bye Savannah. Um, I can't do it. Uh, I'll go Big O. Yeah, Big O's. I, um, I I apologize to the Big O. Yeah, Milwaukee guy. I mean Milwaukee Buck. So when we start uh, our separate candid sports, yeah, show where we're not talking about athletic training, we're just talking about sports. That's the conversations we're gonna have. You know what's tough is like so Steve Nash. We're gonna do a Mount Rushmore every week. On man, that'd be it's gonna be so much fun when we do other podcasts. See the thing with Steve Nash over Isaiah Thomas though is you get a shooter. You I get a guy how, that you get I a guy that was, can shoot. I say I was good. We'll, com- and, we'll, and we'll look totally, at the stats. They're after. just totally different, different eras. Yeah. Oh, my God. The 80s and the early Steve 90s. Steve Nash didn't shoot enough. That was actually one of – I heard an interview with him, and he well, said he like wished he was three point shot late in his career. Time. Yeah. How about Jason Kidd? He's not even, oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, see, I don't – I mean, I think Jason Kidd – couldn't score. I'm just not a – I know, I know. He tarnished it with coaching. <laughs> in Milwaukee. <laughs> And now Steve Nash is coaching that team, uh, coaching Brooklyn. the Brooklyn yeah. Nets. Yeah. Uh, okay. I also met I also met Steve Nash, and he was a hell of a human being. It's and ca- as Canadian, an ath- as an athletic trainer, of course he is. Um, this is what I'll say. So, as an athletic trainer, that guy made you work a lot. Steve Nash. Yes. Oh, good. He got two to three hours of work before the game, and like another hour to hour and a half of work after the game. That's how and you it, get to be an MVP. Well, and that's what I, a lot of guys, like I was seeing other people around me being like, oh God, like that's just annoying. And like, blah, blah, blah. But like that was, he was at the height of his career. He was doing everything he could to take care of his body. And I, I think you got to appreciate that. One of, one of the things I remember when I was interning with the Bucks was Ooh, they used to tease each other. They used to tease, like this was how, Important you were to the team was how many fingers were working on you at one time. <laughs> if you had one person working on you, you had 10 fingers. If you were more valuable, you had two people working on you pregame. That's 20 fingers. And very, very rarely you would have 30 fingers working on you at one time. You're, if you're you were a 30, a 30, finger, 30 guy. finger guy, you were like, <laughs> that, like, that was like legendary status. And we only had a couple of them. Yeah, when you were when you were an intern, I mean, is that no, how baseball no, players? I mean, do you have? It's a good. All right, let's just we get sidetracked all the time. Hall of Famers. The well, Hall of, do you, the Hall of Famers you, that I worked with with you. Yeah. When you were working pro ball. Yep. How often were did we have a scale? you and Dave or you and Dan or you and anybody or just were multiple people working on one athlete or was it always one on one? Did oh, you have yeah. times where two people were working on one athlete? The only times we ever had two call people, that a gangbang. Yeah, only time we gangbanged was I honestly <laughs> like it was to be funny. It was to make a joke. Okay, well, hundred percent, it was to make. It a legit joke. happened when I was working with the Bucks. Yeah, no. almost every game, home no. game, every home game, your superstar or two, your top. Well, like I mean, at the time it was Michael Red, Andrew Bogut. Yeah, is and then Mo Williams was kind of creeping into yeah. that status. Is like. Two or three people working on them at one time, and it was like, no. "Come on, guys!" No, we we 
Well, honestly, if if we did, it was a joke. I still we, finished twenty nine and fifty three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had our high maintenance guys, but if you if somebody's a high maintenance guy, we didn't we didn't take two guys to make the treatment shorter. We just that guy was stuck for forty five minutes to an hour. I'll do it now when I have an athletic training student. Oh sure. And somebody says, "Hey, can I get a my calves rubbed out?" I'll take one. I'll have the student take the other. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because I don't. It's just half the amount of time. It's a tough, free me up. It's a tough world you live in because you don't have a massage therapist or anything. Correct. Like in the pro. And so like if there would have been, okay, no offense, Andrew Bogut, if you needed your calves rubbed out, right, there is a massage therapist there. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm, don't ask one of the athletic trainers to like double team you. Yeah. Okay. Like. No, that's what it was happening. No, I know. Yeah. But like that's. That's a little uncalled for. And I think there needs to be reality checks. What what it sounds like is you didn't have a veteran presence that was the guy that's saying, dude, don't do that. Like, I know you're the number one pick of all time or, like, of that draft and things like that, and you're making the most money on this team. Don't do that. Like, that's wrong. No, I think that's the culture of the NBA. Maybe. I don't know. I never saw Kobe get three guys fucking gangbanging him. <laughs> And that guy's one of the best players of all time. We shouldn't say gangbang. Oh, <laughs> FCC I mean, is coming for us. Eh, whatever. It's YouTube, buddy. You're right. We checked the box. Not a suitable for kids. Yep. Although, did you see what Hannah said? She's listened to us on two times speed. Just freaking going to town. How, what do you think we sound like right now? On YouTube, you can speed it up? I don't know. How the hell does that happen? Talk really fast once. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got okay, we got to move on here. Yeah, whatever. We'd pick one. We did friend or foe. That's the only Top thing we've five. got done. Top five. All right, here we go. I think, why does the live take so much longer? Is it because we're... We just get off track. Interacting more. with yeah. these weirdos on this. Okay, top five, Kevin. Yeah. We asked 100 athletic trainers. What? I forgot what we asked them. We got to read it. How many conversations do you have with your athletic director... In a year. All right. And I think I think people answered um, traditional, like uh, normal. A, a few people said this year is special, but oh for, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't they didn't answer based year. on COVID. They answered based on what their normal job is. Okay, yeah. So number one, zero. Two, one. Three, forty. Four, every single day. Which, 365. And then number five, I think, is my only true answer, and that is 10. Wow. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. In fifth place, okay. with five responses, 100 meetings with your athletic director. $100 million. Million dollars. So that's... Wow. That's basically one every three days. Yeah. Now, this is interesting because we have high school athletic trainers. We have college athletic trainers. We have some professional athletic trainers. And we have some athletic trainers that listen to us who are in a non-traditional setting. So we're going to have answers all over the board, I think. But five people five people said 100, athletic, or 100 conversations. Well, good. Because, that, I mean, that means your AD is doing their job. Mm-hmm. They're checking in. Yeah. I think that's good. 
In fourth place, with six responses, 20, yeah, 20 conversations. That's what I would assume is the average. Okay. In third place, seven people said too many respon- too many meetings to count. Yeah. I almost wrote that down. That's why I wrote down every day. And some of them actually said that here, here's an interesting scenario. When you're... Athletic director is also a coach, which is often the case in high school. Very often. And you're covering. So how I mean, is that we're talking about athletes? So that's 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 a legit answer. When your coach is also your AD. Yeah, because chances are you're talking to them almost every day, if not three times a day. I will say one person said trying to avoid them because they're trying to fire me. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to fire you? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> That's not funny. What did you do? I don't know. Why? why not are they me. Trying? I didn't say it. Why are they trying to fire yeah. you? Yeah. Again. Uh, in second place, eleven people said zero. Add a babe. Yeah, those zero are the people trying not to get fired. Well, some some were GAs saying, uh, "I'm a GA at a Division One school. They're never going to talk to me," yeah. which I think is bullshit. That's absolutely bullshit. Um, one, one person. My, one one person. My, and I started. Uh huh. One of these people that said zero, one of these 11, said, I've never met the athletic director. Yeah. Worst case scenario, they should be in, involved in the hiring process. This is what I say. Like, so. This is the major problem. Yes. Major, this is a major red flag. Yes. When it comes to value in athletic training, that which, which we talked about last episode. Yes. Um, Advocating for our profession when your athletic director doesn't even talk to you, holy cow! And we'll get we'll get to that. And I don't once. care if you're like an assistant or you're a GA. I've they been, should they should know your name. I've been at my school a long time. Yes, uh, and we went through a lot of. I will say this: directors. my first year there, we the athletic director had been there thirty some years, yes. 50, forty years, something. Mm-hmm. After that person left, we had a new. We had six athletic directors in six years. Correct. And then we've had the same athletic director over the last seven years. All right. I've talked to my athletic director once this year. Okay. And probably once or twice last year. Okay. I think that's a major problem. I like it. We'll get into that in just one second. I want to give you the number one answer before we Please do. Um, the number one response, you mentioned it. <clears throat> 15 people said, 365. Oh. I talk to him once a day. Oh, all right. Well, that's pretty good. Pretty out, pretty popular number. Once a day, you yeah. talk to him, check in. That's that's probably good. I mean, you know what? Is it a productive conversation or is it just a, a bullshit check-in to check-in? I think check-ins are fine, though. Like, I don't know if it, I don't know if a check-in is necessarily bullshit. I, I it, if the check in is like, are you doing your work? That's bullshit. Yeah. Like you hired me for a job, expect me. I'm gonna do it. So so Nate, mm-hmm. Nate put on here. If it's an assistant athletic trainer at a power five school, I doubt the AD is checking in. Yeah. Here's the problem. The AD is probably checking with the director of sports med, just the head athletic trainer, and that's the problem. That's the problem with any. When you talk about leadership, when you yeah, talk about yeah. um, business, yeah, okay, 
if you are only checking in with your mid management, your mid-level management, and you're not checking in with the people below mid-level management, you are not a leader. You are not doing your job. Because the people at the very, very bottom of the pyramid should be the, the most important people. They're the ones that are really know what the hell is going on. And I don't think it needs to be a 30-minute conversation no. about anything. I mean, I think there's one, if you if your AD doesn't know your name, that's a problem. Like that AD has a problem. Um, I think there's this sense of just check in, say hi. Hey, you know, like is there anything we need to talk about? And then a great AD would be the person that like just brings up a good conversation that they know you could respond to. Yep. Right. So maybe your AD says, Hey, like, you know, how was the trip to whatever? Like, is there anything that we could have done better? You know, how's the bus driver going? How's the bus driver doing? How's this? How's that? Like, I mean, I think there's, there's conversations that the AD should ask the athletic trainer, even though, I'm sure that AD has many conversations with the head athletic trainer, but there should be just this little check-in. And then, and you know what? It's tough. You're not on campus all the time. Like you do go somewhere else for practice. You go somewhere else for games, but then, I mean, you need to be a better AD. You need to work a little harder. A hundred percent agree. There's a reason you're getting paid the big bucks. If you are an athletic trainer in a college setting, and even more so at a high school setting, you are not no, yeah. the CEO of Amazon. You do not have no. tens of thousands of employees. You've got a couple yeah. hundred athletes and yeah. probably a hundred or so in, like people in the department. And you know what? I You like, can't get to a couple hundred people in a year. Yeah. No, I, I'm not buying it. And now, you can't like you no, you can't like go talk to a hundred people in a day, like make it a point to like check in with every single person in the entire organization every day. No, it doesn't have to but be every day, it doesn't but have to be. It's we've had eleven people that said zero. We've had yeah. other people that said one and two when yeah. Christmas time. So and it's I was like joking, but it was yeah, real. No, that's yeah. a real like legit. I just I've been I'm the longest tenured athletic trainer at the school yes, I work you are. at. And I've talked to my AD once. Yeah. I mean, that's fine with me because, frankly, I'm I'm done with administration when it, they're sure. incompetent. I love it. And hot take, doing it. We have some really good administrators at our school, and we have some that I don't care for. Well, don't you think that like that's part of that's our, part of the problem? Yeah, yeah. That's part of the the, the part of the problem of athletic trainers not being in the light that we should be in stems from that we don't get even the respect oh, internally from there's our a, schools. There's rants all night. Absolutely. So one of my biggest gripes is when they say, oh, we really value what you do. Well, because sure, sure you do. saying that is not the same thing as me feeling valued. I've said that before. Correct. I don't feel like they care because why are we constantly turning people over? Yep. You know, like... If you and really it's not care, just money. and it's not just athletic training, it's our strength conditioning stat. It's all it's all over. Yep. Work when you're when you have a lot of turnover, that is a red flag. I hope so. So I think going back to the leadership point, one of my favorite things that I've ever read was, um, you know, like 
oh, the best interview questions or whatever. Mm -hmm. My favorite one is, do you know the janitor's first name? Sure. That's the kind of person I want to work with. Yeah. I want to, I want to work with the person who talks to the janitor, knows everything about them. And as athletic, tra athletic trainers, more often than not, I feel like we do. Like I used to talk to the, the janitor all the time. Yeah, they're they're like your best friend. In fact, friend or foe, the jan your relationship with the janitor is no foe there. Yeah, unless they're so, not doing their goddamn job. Um, so going back here, Bree said she's at a high school. Her AD comes to her office, checks in four times a week. Good for you, Bree. Pretty solid. Um, Scott says his. His AD very rarely checks in on me. I have to speak or I have to seek him out if I need something, which makes me sound like a pest. That is the Agreed. one. That, that's that's a great no, point. That's a totally great point. So you don't if 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 you're an AD and you don't want your employees to seem like pests, see seek them out, right? Go ask them if they need something. Go ask them how things are going. Go ask them if there's anything that you could do for them. Instead of every time that they come in your office, it's like, oh, God, well, now what do you want? So when you were in minor league ball, you, sure. had, a, you had an interesting perspective because you had to check. You were required to check in <laughs> every night, right? Yeah. With those people? Yeah. I mean, multi, in multiple facets. Yeah. I mean, there was a... Is that too much? Is that is that too much checking in? Can it be too much? Um... No, like leave me the f alone. No, uh, it's, this is this is what I would say. I think, um, I was in an inter interesting spot because I was in a level of minor league ball that yeah, required. I mean, I had forty man guys on my team, right? So yeah. at any moment, those guys could get called up to the big leagues. Um, and I had a different email and text chain based on if it was a guy that was on the 40 man versus not a guy in the 40 man. Um, that being said, that, that world's a business, right? Yeah. So you had to inform everybody of what was going on. My only gripe on that was at times I would get a question back of, thinking maybe that I was not competent in what I was relaying sure, or how I was treating the situation. That was my only gripe because my AD was either my coordinator, my medical director, or the GM of the entire organization. Yeah. And of those people all of them have not only admitted that they don't know how to, like they, they weren't up to par of the new way to treat people, yeah. like not putting ice on something. Old school. Um, or they knew nothing about medical. They only know how to like trade and trans, like, you know, I'm going to move this guy here and move this guy here. And I'm, I'm a very good strategic strategist. Um, strategery. Strategery of baseball. So I think... <laughs> Yeah, that that was the only way that it bothered me. If you have an AD that's coming by and being like, "Well, have you tried this?" Like, "Hey, shut up!" Like, just let me do my job. Right? Yeah, I'm not I'm not telling you how to do your job. Um, but that communication chain needed to be there. 
Did I hate it? Yes, because it was another step I had to do other than just taking care of my guys. Mm -hmm. But I understood it too. And then, like, I mean, so uh, bring up Dave, right? So, like, every once in a while, so Dave was in the big leagues and I was in the minor leagues. And if it was a guy that was on the 40-man, sometimes I would bounce things off of him or or the head athletic trainer then and just say, hey, this, this is what's going on, like, just to let you know. Like, yeah. so just so you're in the loop on everything because I, I, I know how these people want to, they want to act like they need to know everything, but you're the one that really needs to know everything. Oh, yeah, because yeah. they're going to provide the continuity and care after. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Interesting. And I will, but I would say, so as somebody that was in the professional ranks, your college ranks, you know, we don't know what it's like to be in the high school ranks. I think ADs in the high school ranks are the probably the most interactive with For their sure. with their athletic trainers. Yeah, I would, I would um, agree. I would warn any high school athletic trainer that the higher you get in the ranks, there is a little more of a gap between that person values what you say or they even know your name. And one of my biggest gripes when I was my first couple years in professional baseball is that I guarantee you my general manager didn't know my name for at least two to three years. And to me, again, horrible. Yep. Like that, how horrible is that? You are clearly not a good leader. Yep. You are clearly not some, like you are, maybe you have this skill that can do this over here, but you are not a good leader for an entire organization. And I don't care if that's a school, a bigger school, or a professional organization. You need to take the extra step. It's called big leaguing for a reason. Yeah, totally. You got big leagues. Yeah, all the time, actually. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, okay. You want to do FET or FMK? Um, FMK. All right. FMK this week. We got some wound care for you. Wound care. If you are listening at home, we want you to play along. Uh, if you're on the live stream, go ahead and type this in here. Oh, we're going to do wound care bl uh, blood situation here, Kevin. Blood. Uh, we're going to have a bleeding scalp. So much blood. A bloody nose or bloody teeth, like Ooh, gums, okay. mouth, like you got hit in the mouth and you're bleeding. Like, uh, like a teeth, like, scalp, yeah. nose. Nose, blood. Teeth, scalp, nose. F1, Mary one, kill one. Did you game. have a bloody scalp this week? I did. Ooh. One of our strength coaches came in. Oh. With. What happened? Drop a weight on his head? Hit his head on something. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it was. But he was, his scalp was bleeding. Okay. Um, all I can remember is a very funny bleeding scalp story. Oh, can you share it? Sure. Um, I had a professional athlete that may have had too many alcoholic drinks. Oh, no. <laughs> and our good friend of the show um, had to take care of him because he fell down and hit his head. And it was, it was there, he, there's a longer story of getting staples in a head in his scalp. And, um, so it happened the multiple times. The doctor said, you know, this might hurt a little bit. <laughs> and the Novocaine or whatever lidocaine that they were using to numb the area was not totally numb yet. And oh, tough times. Dave, Dave gives a very good impersonation of, the athlete that was getting a staple in his head. Um, teeth, 
Nose, okay, nose, nose is easy to me. I, I, I've had bloody noses my entire life, so it's like, boom, I can, I can take care of it really fast. Um, little, like, hack. So, okay, if you don't have the, you know, little, I don't know, inch-long little tube, like, nose stuffers, which I think actually suck, um, cut a gauze pad in half, like a three-by-three gauze pad in half, roll that up, shove it up there as far as you can, should do the job. If... That's not working, and you need a little bit. Some you need something a little stronger. If you have Afrin or any kind of nasal decongestant, preparation H or Afrin on a nose plug. No Afrin, because so the Afrin acts as a constrictor to the blood vessels, mm. and so it just actually like like actually closes all the blood vessels. Is my understanding nice? Um, and that's why like. So you spray Afrin, I, th- I think, I think I, I'm not a doctor. I don't, I'm not also not, I don't know how to make medicine, but I think what happens is it's a vasoconstrictor. So therefore, um, any swelling that's going on in your nose, it like constricts it so that you can drain. Okay. I think that's how it works. Um, preparation H is actually the same. It's a vasoconstrictor. That's what it does down there when you throw it up there. So same. So good hack. Who said that? Hannah. Hannah. Oh God. See, that's why Hannah's my favorite. Um, the other thing is, so once that dries up, though, make sure even like don't shove something up there again, that, like too far. But you could put a little neosporin or bacitracin or something to lubricate the area afterwards. And then you should be fine. Always lubricate the area. Um. So I'm gonna marry nosebleeds. Yeah, I'm gonna. T- I'm totally marrying nosebleeds. I'm gonna f mouth gum things like that because you know what? Half of the time, those things just take care of themselves. The mouth heals really fast. If you're bleeding in your mouth, okay, either a tooth got knocked out, um, your lip is bleeding. Like if it's bleeding, you can still play. Like, guess what? You just Tuck that lip in there, and you'd be fine. Again, that's what maybe Tuck she it in said. There. Um, and so I got to kill the scalp. Yeah, I'm going to kill the scalp. Okay. Pressure on the head. Yep. Go for it. What do you got? Um, I'm going to I'm going to marry the scalp. What? <laughs> yeah, I think it takes the most amount of work. So it just stops everything. <laughs> What takes the most amount of work? Okay, I yeah. well sometimes if you if you get hit cut on the scalp in the right place, it just bleeds and bleeds and bleeds because it's just so yeah. thin. That's why that's why professional wrestling did it. That's why they would like yeah. cut they would cut their yeah, just brow because it go and bleeds go. like a crazy motherfucker. The strength coach it was like right in the part of his hair. Oh, like right in the back, oh, like right so where the messy. right where the swirl is. Yeah, I was so like, uh, I just. I, it took a while. He he got to stop after a little bit. He like left, came back, and then once it we got to stop, I literally he just asked for some some new skin. Yeah. So I just was dripping new skin in his head. Oh. I, was just, I was like, yeah, yeah well, okay, fine. Right. So it was pretty easy once you get it to stop. You didn't use any blood stop stuff. Uh, just no. get his head to sting a bunch. Yeah. No, that would have been tough. Yeah. I think I have to f the nosebleed. You just keep. Cramming stuff up in there as as many times as you can. 
here, I, goes am, here I am being practical. Yeah. And all you're doing I'm is being dirty jokes. about this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just keep cramming it in, cramming in your cram, cram hole on the floor. <laughs> cramming up your cram hole on the floor. <laughs> uh, there's nothing like packing it tight and just letting it go. Oof. And then uh, I'm going to kill the mouth because. I got I to gotta change yeah, the. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You just, keep, hold on. All right. Just pack it in there tight. <laughs> Thank you. No, I thought you were going with the other one. I thought you were going. Keep going. Keep going. Um, I'm going to kill the mouth because I really don't necessarily want to work with it. <laughs> I don't know if that was trying good. trying to things out. I really thought you were going with the crickets. Oh, I was trying. I, I, yeah. I thought that was decent. Um, let's see what the people say here. Yeah. Bree Sage said, Mary the nose bleed. It's common and comfortable. Mary. And then kill the teeth. So she's marrying the scalp, kill the teeth. I hate mouth blood. Makes me want to throw up. Um, oh, she's, I don't know. She, but then in the next one, she says marry the scalp. So I don't know. She, she's marrying everything. <laughs> Come Bree, on now. Bree's getting married multiple times. Oh, she's, hey. Probably lives in Utah. Oh. Um, <laughs> Rick, Rick said, F the scalp, marry the nose, kill the teeth. Um, Dylan just showed up. Kevin's out of control on the board. Um, Scott says, marry the nose, stick some shit up there. Easy. That's what I just said. Uh, F the mouth, Gatorade bottle, squirt water, and spit it out. That's just an easy hack. You're right. And then mm-hmm, kill the mm-hmm, scalp. Mm-hmm. It's awkward area to treat. So please don't apologize, Dylan, for being late. So, all right. Enough with that. Okay. We're good. Let's go to our Fictional athletic trainer, which well, we haven't good. done in like a month yeah. or so. God, we should have. We should be full of fictional athletic training right now. I know. We're what do you want to talk up. about? So Who do we want to talk about? We Who were we debating? We mentioned it last week. Why? It was a shock that we haven't done this already. It's yeah. 118 episodes in. It's one of the most popular TV shows of, of all, all time. time. It's probably in. It's for sure in. Well, many people's say. Mount Rushmore. Many people's, many Mount, Rushmore people's Mount Rushmore of of TV shows. Yeah. Seinfeld. 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 Yeah. If you know what I'm talking about. So, I'm going to... I mean, how have you not done Seinfeld? Pretty that's good. My, that's my best impersonation. That's all can I you, can do. Can you give yourself a little applause? Uh, this is going to take a while, but um, how about applause? <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's go the four main characters. So we're talking Jerry, Elaine, Cosmo. George. Or does anybody call him Cosmo? I mean, Kramer. just Kramer. Kramer. And then George. George. Yeah. Costanza. Costanza, George. Um, where do you want to start? Anywhere. I, okay, I think this is, this is an interesting fact to me because I think they're all terrible. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't. Okay, you tell me who's going to be good. Jerry, he's okay. calm under pressure. Sure, that's, that's all he's got. That's all you need to be. An and everything's trainer. a joke. I mean, you're really coming in here with that. Here's yeah. Here's the thing. Here's I mean, you play basketball. He, he's, you're going to roll your ankle. I know. That's perfect. <laughs> and then he wouldn't do anything about but it. But here's the thing. Here's what he's really good at. 
He would then he would then break up with his athlete, or he would quit his job because he'd be like, "I can't take that." Okay, what what are stand up comedians better that better than anybody in the world at? Uh, telling jokes. Okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> yes. Other than that, uh, taking criticism. Yeah, a little bit. I was uh, thinking being in the limelight. I was thinking they're really good at being super perceptive and picking up on small details and yeah. making a big deal of them. To me, that's rehab. Okay. That is like, hey, you know what? You got this one little movement flaw. We're going to really work on that. Let's make a big deal about this small little picadillo in your movement. Okay. That's where I think Jerry's going to be really good. He's calm under pressure. Um, I don't know how his hand skills are. He gets along with everyone. People like him. To me, that makes a good athletic trainer. I think he's going to be a strong candidate, actually. Okay. That's that, now I will say the knowledge base, I don't know. I just think at every once in a while he would be so he has his quirks and one yeah, of his quirks could do. be but one of his quirks could be the classic oh, I don't touch feet. That that's true, he you could. Know? And then it's it's done. Like no matter all of his good qualities, all of his good traits, everything that he make make him a good athletic trainer and all of a sudden he like somebody's clipping their toenails over the trash can and he's like, huh, I'm out of here. Like well, he's just going to leave. So he's could, quit. he could be bad, but we don't know that. He could be good. He could not have one of those. He could, yeah. I th- yeah, he's a 50-50 shot on whether or not he's going to just quit because of something, I think. Sure. But I I agree with you. I li- I really do like the rehab. Pick the little thing that, yeah, and make it bigger, right? You're... Stand-up comedians are geniuses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually agree. I think if we all listened to stand-up comedians a little bit more and how they look at life, we would all be a little bit better people. Um, by the way, Seinfeld, the show, I actually think great show. Um, Jerry Seinfeld's show that he did on Netflix. The, the stand-up comedy? No. Oh, the, Seinfeld. Okay, yeah, yeah, He yeah, did... Yeah. Um, Just dri- like, like last year, right? Well, it, you know, he had like three seasons. It okay. was like driving around with uh, comedians getting coffee or comedians getting coffee, driving... Co- whatever it is. Awesome show. Like just a 100% you get to know people kind of show. I, wonderful idea. Way to go, Jerry. Friend of the show. Um, okay. I, I You convinced me a little bit higher. George, he's the only one that like like sports works in sports. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if he, I don't know how much he knows nah, about sports. He, he's a panicker. Oh, he's such a panicker. Like breaks down. Like you know what else? He, it, it's it, too self conscious. He's very self conscious. Doesn't it seem like everything bad happens to him? Yeah, and like in his world. I mean, his fiance dies from licking envelopes. Um, people walk in on him while he's naked after using the pool. Um, I mean, everything, it just feels like nothing comes up, George, you know, like tough breaks. I, he, he would be the most unlucky athletic trainer of all time, I think. Yeah. And I think the opposite of Kramer, I think he would be the athletic trainer that like, yeah, I mean, nobody gets hurt. Cosmo yeah. Kramer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think he's so roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. Whether, I mean, Which you is know, a, he's high strung at times, but like. Yeah, that, was, that would freak me out. 
Yeah. If that was my athletic trainer, he started. <laughs> I mean, like, could you slide into every room? Oh god. <laughs> every like, uh, well, like that you need to run on. You go on field for an eval, and that's what you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> just slide into the room. Look All right, like, I'm look, here. Look let like let you're me, just let me grab your C spine. Yes. Slide right into the C spine. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> oh I think God. I don't. Uh, but he's so. But doesn't it seem like all these good things happen to him when he's not really? He hasn't worked for it, right? Correct. Like just these weird things. Like he just finds lucky slots in his life. Um, that I think being an athletic trainer. I mean, I'm sure in your world when you because you work with a lot of different athletic trainers, there sometimes there is just those those athletic trainers that seem to get this bad mix of bad juju. Holy cow! You always have 24 people injured, and then big injuries, or you know, I kind of feel like you make your own luck. I mean, sometimes absolutely right. I think a little bit, yeah. I think some some of it has to be with how prepared you are, mm-hmm. and some of it has to be with how much you prepare your athletes, right? For sure. Um, you put the work up front, so like the, on the back end, it is easier. Scott if, Scott said Kramer yeah. would be a hilarious at though. He w- he would be a hilarious at. I mean, he would. People would come in just to see him. Yeah, that's right? bad. That's a bad situation. Although, I mean, I think some ath- uh, athletic tra- some athletic trainers wouldn't like it because he would draw a crowd. Mm-hmm. But and Kramer would make it about Kramer. He would. Then again, Jerry probably would a little bit too. He is actually selfish. they all would. They all would make it. They're all little, very they all selfish. they all want to like it's put, the es- the essence yeah. of how the show ended. Actually, yeah, they're all very selfish, and then that's why they it ends the way it does. Basically. Oh, really? Did you ever see like the last behind episode? The, behind the scenes? No, 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 no. No. Oh. no, meaning like the last episode. Did you, did you ever see it? I think so. I don't remember it, but. Um, they're in like some small rinky-dink town and somebody's getting carjacked. And because they're New Yorkers, they're like, oh, somebody's getting carjacked. Like, we see that, you know, like, in the, you know, the thing is you don't go intervene. Yeah. But in small town USA, it's hey, what are you doing? Like, yeah, you you like run over there and you try to save the day because none of them tried to save the day. They end up getting arrested for not helping, and then they get put on trial, and then all these people come in like, and it's basically like a a greatest hits of oh, all the sure. people that were shown on the show and why these are really actually bad, selfish people. And then they get put in jail, and then the series ends. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry if I, I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah, um, I'll sorry. have to go back. I probably saw but, it. I mean, that was like 2002, yeah. maybe one, maybe 1999. I don't even know. Um, anywho, we got one more, Elaine. What do you think about Elaine? She's a bad uh, dancer. I'll tell you that <laughs> much. Bad dancer. Well, I think she's... Uh, uh, not that being a stand-up comedian is not hard and you have to prepare. You really do. But I, Elaine always had like the the grueling job. She always had like she was always, like she was somebody's assistant. She was always kind of like this always doing the dirty work for her boss like Yeah, that's I'm, that's a kind she of had a little that bit, quality. Yeah. 
I just um, looked it up. The series finale. Yeah. What, May 14th, 1998. 98. Oh, my God. I was so I was way off. 98. Samsonite. Holy cow. Um, I think Elaine has... Uh, she she can do all the little small details. Now I don't know if she'd be a good healthcare, but like she just freaks out sometimes. She's yeah. like she just calls it quits sometimes. Meaning like she hits a, an end and then she's just yeah. What I don't know. what you said about Jerry? How she might just run it? I, that's how I feel about Elaine. She might run into something she just dislikes and just say, "I'm done with it. I'm not going to do it." Yeah, that's kind of how I see her. She's not going to work through something uncomfortable for her. I don't. I. I, I mean, I mean I none think... of them. None of them have hands-on skills. None of them. <sighs> Jerry is cool under pressure, most of the time, unless he needs a rye bread. Um, Cosmo, Kramer. I think he's cool, but he's just awkwardly cool. Jerry or George is never cool. Personality wise, I'm going Jerry first, Cosmo Kramer second, Elaine third, George fourth. Like if I'm and an Jerry, athlete, Jerry's definitely the most organized. Yeah, he was he was very neat, yeah. tidy. I mean, it's got to be Jerry. It has to be. It has to be Jerry. That's who I'm going with. And he likes coffee and cars. He's I, my kind of guy. I'll put it up on social media. Sure. Man, I haven't done that in a long time. Holy really? cow. Ooh. Well, mostly because we've been, we do these before, but. Yeah. And we've been doing a bracket for a long time. Yeah. So you pick Jerry. I pick Jerry, but we'll see what the people say. We're not talking about actors, Nate. <laughs> talking about fictional athletic training. All right. That's it. Let's do that's it. Let's do our. <laughs> that's it for that's the. That's it. We're calling it quits. Yep. Just like Jerry. Yep. Here we go. On the way, Hannah. I'm always count on Hannah for movie quotes. I, I. You said it, and then she requ- repeated it. I don't. Samsonite. What's that from? I was way off. Sammy, Simmy, Slammy, Simmy, Samsonite. Dumb and dumber. Okay. He's trying I, to remember. He's trying yeah, to the luggage. At the, the when, yeah, when he dropped off the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I got it now. Mm-hmm. It took me a while. You know, I've only seen that movie one time all the way through. That's fine. I've seen probably the bits and pieces a dozen times, but I've never sat, like, just went and watched the whole thing until just uh, maybe a year or so ago. That's surprising. I'm surprised you didn't watch it full through back in the day. Yeah. But I'm not surprised it's only been once or twice. Yeah. Our friend Mike Getz loves that movie. Like really? quotes it all the time. Mm. He'll like wherever, he'll be like, oh, where are, you, where are we traveling this week? And somebody will say anywhere and he'll say, gorgeous. Sunshine <laughs> State. Love it. Yeah. Sunshine State. Gorgeous. John, we got? That John Denver is full of shit. That John Den- I said that the other day, and somebody was like, what? Like, do you really hate John Denver? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Never mind. Like, yeah. Oh. I said right. a movie quote last week, and 
everyone was too young for it. And I was like, you guys, oh, it was Austin Powers. Oof. It's like, you guys don't know Austin Powers? Yeah. Oh, my God. And I quote that all the time. Yeah. Uh, feature topic tonight. Why don't you, you kind of well, so connect, we, connect all um, the apples here? So connecting the apples and dots and oranges and things. Um, you know, we talked about it earlier. Dave, you're doing great. Love you. Um, but it, it reminded us of this idea of working as, a, as an athletic training staff when one of your other athletic trainers is not available, right? So working short-staffed and what that's like, you know, when somebody else has to maybe step up, do part of your role. I mean, honestly, one of the first things I thought of that night and then the next day after um, Dave had his incident was, I mean, this guy does an incredible amount. Like it's nonstop of how much he does. And now the next day, somebody had to try to like step into those shoes. And those are really tough shoes to step into. Not big shoes. Big shoes. I, not really. He's got Ooh. tiny feet. Uh, uh, I mean, um, no offense, Dave. Um, but the thing is, like, think about trying to just go into an athletic training room and take care of things that somebody has just been so automatic on for so long and now you're trying to pick up the pieces. Um, it's well, a weird, it's a weird thing. And I think when one of our athletic trainers is unavailable, whether it's somebody's out of town, somebody's sick, life happens, some, life, just life it's happens. A, it's a funeral. It's a wedding. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, so I'll give my couple short stories. Yep. I think, when I was in pro ball, when I was in the major leagues, I actually got a couple opportunities before I was full-time and traveling the country with the team um, to fill in for our other athletic trainers. And I would, I had to go meet the team in another city. or And that, so I all of a sudden I had to step into this role. My earliest like actual memory of this is my first year in professional baseball – all of a sudden, one of our athletic trainers had to go. He called me and he said, hey, something's going on with my family. I need I need to go. I need to be there. Um, can you meet the team in St. Louis? Oh, of I, course I can. I thought I couldn't remember if it was St. Louis or Atlanta. It was yeah. Those were the two cities. I'm like, he went to Atlanta or St. Louis? I couldn't remember. I, I legitimately, I packed a bag. I was on a plane like three hours later. Yeah. Like flying to St. Louis. I land in St. Louis. I get a cab. I just was like a uh, Bush stadium. Like just take me, take me to the field. Yeah. And I, I didn't you had know to walk what, around. The, I, I swear yeah. to God, like I didn't know where to enter the stadium. I mean, honestly, the game was going on. Like literally it was maybe even the opening, like the start opening pitch was happening as I got dropped off. And so I get, I get there. I actually, I called a couple of people. The other athletic trainer was busy, like doing his job. And so I called a couple other people. They got me in. It was a fiasco. I get in. I go to my locker. Um, I have my my stuff, and I I change. And all of a sudden, it's like it's the third inning, and I have to take care of a future Hall of Famer. Uh, there we had a closer at the time that was a future Hall of Famer. His name was Trevor Hoffman. Hell's bells. Hell's bells. 
600, 600 saves, you know. Um, one of the greatest humans of all time, by the way. But within, I'm telling you, 20 minutes of me being there, all of a sudden I had to get through a routine with a Hall of Fame pitcher that has been doing the same routine. Prior, he's only worked with two other athletic trainers in his life. And one of them was a guy that I had to replace all of a sudden today. And, man, I mean, he did a great job of being very patient with me, and he was trying to walk me through everything. But I was sweating bullets. I was, holy crap, like, I don't, my, are these my hands? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> it was weird. Like, I was trying to mimic things that I knew um, the guy that was, that had to leave, like, what he used to do. And it just wasn't the same. And it was just proof to me that the rapport that you develop, the nuance of actually working with your athlete when you work with them so much is so powerful in getting them through their day, getting them to be a better athlete, getting them to get through or prevent injuries is so amazing that I, it, was a, it was a very eye-opening experience that I wanted that. I wanted that connection with my athlete. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to be in complete, like, um, simpatico, you know, like synchronized with your athlete. And it was interesting because I felt like I was a, I, I was just this foreign being, like, not of this world. And I was like, boom, like, put in this position. And it was strange. Now, the other side of it, I was the other guy. I had to leave. I had to not be home or I had to not be with my team. And the only thing I could think about was this is right. There's there. I should not be with my team right now, but holy weird that I'm not there right now. And God, like, I really hope, okay, so what time is it? Oh, okay. It's like, it's six o'clock. So this person should be getting this. Like, should I check in? Should I like make sure that they're getting that? Like, um, no, like step away. Like you needed to step away. So you stepped away. Was that right? when you were with the professional club or with the minor league club? Minor league club. Yeah. yeah how did never, you cover that situation? Because at that level, it was just you. So how, so did, how did that a, happen? So in the minor leagues, um, it happened to be over my all-star break. I needed to stay home for, uh, an extra time and um i think my direct supervisor covered for a couple games and then a, another game the other athletic trainer from the other team just offered his services and then my strength conditioning specialist that i was working with just tried to do what he could. You know, he he wrapped hot packs on people. He made sure the cold tub and the hot tub were the right. I mean, like, he did everything that he knew how to do aside from actually treating somebody. Sure. Um, if somebody just needed, like, a little bit of a stretch, hey, like, me, maybe me and you can walk through this, sure. Like, he could handle that. I mean, strength conditioning specialists are – I always – it was always a weird thing to me in baseball that strength conditioning specialists didn't, like – do more upper body stretching? Like why, why is it so special? Like why is the upper body so special that the athletic trainer is the only one? Um, <laughs> right. When they're very much capable of doing this. 
not that I didn't love every moment of doing that with my athletes, but um, he helped out a ton. I, and Nate, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for, you know, stepping up at that time. But um, it was a hodgepodge. I mean, it was things, a couple of things were just kind of thrown together. And it was scrambling. Yeah. My, luckily my coordinator at the time could cover for a little bit. And then the other athletic trainer was from the other team was very open to, Hey, you know, if anybody needs something special, they need specific treatment. I will be over there. So, I mean, yeah. I would like to hear how the high school athletic trainers, if you are out, how they get covered. Like I know Bree, you work at high school. If you're still on, the live stream, how does, if you need to step away, who covers for you? Right. Dylan said um, something to the effect that uh, short staff equals no staff for me. He's like, he's in a one-off. It's an interesting situation. Ed said, uh, and I want to put this up here. When he was on paternity leave, they hired two per diem people to cover for him. That's how valuable Ed was. I love it. It takes two people to replace Mr. Ed. Can I say Mr. Ed? God. Yeah, well, he has two hands, right? Yeah. I mean, those two hands are better than most people's four hands, you know? So. Um, what about you? What What's the life like when Chad has to miss? Um, well, when any, well, what, we're always short-staffed where I work. I feel like every year we, we, we have at least one stretch of time where someone's gone. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you do the best you can. Um, I think when we are, I'm going to say, quote, unquote, fully staffed where I work, that's one, two, three, four, five full-time people and two part-time people mm-hmm. at Division One mid-major. Um, so five full-time, two part-time people is full-staffed. Often we are uh, we're in the hiring process. We have a turnover. So you just kind of scramble and it, it becomes, and this is kind of where I wanted to, to go with this a little bit in an ideal situation at, at the college setting, each team has their own athletic trainer. And sometimes people will split. Like we'll have two people covering track or two people covering a certain sport. Um, or maybe uh, like at our school tennis one person will cover them in the fall and somebody else will cover them in the spring kind sure. of situation. Yeah. But when you're short staffed and you, you just can't, the same person can't be there all the time. Like it's just a, should you, should you cover sporting assignments or should you just have general athletic training room coverage? Yeah. So sometimes it's like, like a little hybrid of it. It's like, yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm going to be here in the morning. So if anybody shows up in the morning, I'm going to be here. What's the best model? Is it, what makes more sense? Um, mm-hmm. Should it be? I mean, part of me says, part of me says, you should have the same athletic trainer with the same kids every day mm-hmm. for continuity of care. But sometimes that's not physically possible. I will say, you know, like when I was in the minor leagues, right? So all of a sudden it was, you know, say five athletic trainers for five teams. Mm-hmm. And the motto was, just next guy up. If there's a table open, I don't care if it's a rookie ball kid and you're the AAA athletic trainer, like you stretch that person. You get that you get that person on the table cuz we need to go. We need to go. Yeah. But it almost never worked like that. 
it would naturally like just kind of the guys gravitate towards who they're yeah, comfortable with. And like, and there was certain guys that like, Oh, like, well, I worked with that guy last year. So I'll, I'll go back to him. But it was interesting because I think we always tried to have the model of, Hey, we're here. It's just every, you grab a table and you just come in and you lay down on the table. Right. Yeah. That's what happens more often than not where we're at. It's like, well, so-and-so is supposed to cover you, but right now it's, it's a free for all. So just, I'll help. It's interesting. I mean, I think, okay, so let's take Dylan, right? So he's, he's the only person with his team, with his hockey team. Right. And so he's, he isn't on this Island and I'm sure there's down to how a guy likes to be taped to how a guy likes to be stretched to how, what um, rehab exercises need to be done with so-and-so. What if you did have this system of, you know, instead of you being here for 12 hours a day, every day, all the time, we do have two athletic trainers and you're only here eight hours a day each and you overlap so that you can keep this continuity of care and then also share things with each other. I, I don't know. I Maybe that model would be more successful for athletes. I have no idea. Hopefully. I don't know. I don't know if it's better or worse for the athletes. And then also the other thing is, it, is it better for the athletic trainer? Do you, do you have less burnout? Do you have less frustration? Yeah. Do you, I don't do you have a better work-life balance? Or is it worse because now you don't know what has been happening with one athlete for a few days and then you have to try and catch up or you oh. have to hear it from the athlete. Maybe that's a friend or foe. Dude, it's like when, like when I was not full time with the Brewers, and like they would go off for six days or seven days, and they'd come back, and I'd be like, "Hi, what have you guys been doing?" Correct, and it, it, like it, I would, I would be so lost, so lost. And sometimes that's one day, right? That's all it takes. So we have an athlete trainer that's been out on maternity leave for well, since I mean for eight weeks now, mm-hmm. and covering one of our bigger sports. So the sport track, the way we cover track is we have two people assigned to track, and then I cover the distance runners, the cross country runners. Sure, I've said that before. I cover cross country. Mm-hmm. Well, one of those two people is out. One of the two track people has been out on maternity leave. Yeah. So the Kelly, who I've mentioned on the pro- program before, is quote unquote the only person assigned to track right now. But she was in the in her primary season with ba- women's basketball. Yeah. So how can she be covering track, which is another fit? So it's kind of a, like we help out as best we can. Yeah. But then it's like you run into, all right, you want to be able to document everything. And I mean, it's just the consistency of care. And it's one day they're going to athletic trainer A, and then the next day they're coming to me and back to Kelly, whatever. And it's just, it's so hard it's it can be so hard when you're short staffed, um, <sighs> which is why it's important to not be short staffed. But don't but, I mean? Like, I, well, yeah, don't just, be short staffed. Yeah, it's like one of when we first started this podcast, we wrote down a list of potential topics, and one of them I put on there, which we have still never really ever covered, and it's on the it's on our feature topic is what's the ideal athlete uh, athletic trainer to athlete ratio or athlete to athletic trainer ratio, what's the best number? Right. Like, what's, what's your number? Uh, yeah. Um, like yeah. that's like, should it be 
one athletic trainer for every 10 athletes, 20 athletes, 25 athletes, 30, 40. What's the, what's the right number? What, you know, you talk about teachers and class size. How is this any different? Well, what is the best ratio? Cause you're not, you you're know, not trying to teach many, a subject. How many times have you and I talked about, or I've said this to you at least more than once. It's like when you were in pro ball, I was like, man, that must be nice to have three people working with a team of yeah. 30. Yeah. Where I'm, you know, doing the same thing by myself and covering a second sport. I'm like, man, that would be awesome. There's times I'm like, that makes way more sense. Oh, you know, it like, totally makes more sense. Yeah. The only thing that happens though is then, and now take the money out of it, which yeah. is hard to do, but it is yeah. a business and it's money. But what happens is the athletes just require more yeah. because they can get more. And that's... Uh, now, I, I will... I so I'll bring up a weird aspect of that, though. Doesn't it feel pretty damn good when, like, yeah. you've developed so much with your athletes and these little nuances of how to take care of them that nobody else can replace you? Well, and is, part isn't of, there a little bit of part selfishness of enjoys, that? Yeah, there is a little bit where it's right. like, man, I just worked with 70 athletes today. I feel pretty damn good, and I feel good at about – I feel good about knowing what I can do. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a secret sauce in if we could translate that into our athletic director, if we could translate that into our, you know, our GMs, our coordinators, yeah. our – you know, whatever our manager at the hospital or whatever it is in knowing how valuable you are to other people that they don't get to talk to all the time. I mean, that's the secret sauce of creating athletic training to this next level. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I think, and, and to take it kind of similarly, just think about sports, think about how many, how many athletes, oh, so like a basketball athletic trainer, your roster size is different than a baseball roster Correct. versus a track team versus a tennis team, a volleyball team. It's like when you are talking about staffs, like how how do you divvy, divvy up coverage? Should it be by hours? Should it be by team? I mean, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just very interesting. Like there's so many different models of how you can cover things. It's it's just, it's really interesting and it, another way of just advocating for the profession, I guess. So what do we got on the comments here? And then we can, I, unless comments. you have some other stuff to talk about, otherwise we can no, wrap I the think show I, up. I think I hit everything. I mean, the, just the idea of, I don't know. I think as, um, as a high school athletic trainer, my advice to you would be, one, have a backup plan. Right. So what if, what if something happens to you? What is the backup plan? And I think your direct supervisors need to understand what that backup plan would be. I would hope most of you have that. But if you don't start talking to, to your supervisors about that. So if it, if it is the athletic director or the athletic director and the hospital you work out of or the clinic you work out of, like what, you know, what happens if you are unable to do your job? Um, and therefore, I think that creates jobs. I think that creates awareness of how important somebody is to the institution, the school, the organization, whatever it is that you work for. Um, somebody needs to be able to step in there and know it's not going to be seamless, but somebody needs to be able to step in there and do a good job. 
And so they need to understand the sport. They need to understand the sports. They need to understand your train, your athletic training room. They need to understand what you do on a daily basis. So there needs to be time where, and who knows, maybe that, that leads to a conversation of a high school athletic trainer advocating for there should be two athletic trainers here. I have 1,600 kids in this school, and 800 of them are actually athletes. I think I should, we should have a second athletic trainer here because of X, Y, and Z. Um, the other thing is, I think, to your point, you know, talking all these years about, God, it must be nice to have two other guys that you can rely on um, for your one team. And, yes, it, it was. But at the same time, these these questions always have they, – they continue, right? Somebody has to step up. Somebody has to be able to do that. And the only way you can do that is if you have a staff that is – capable. And so I think if there's a wink, uh, a wink, a weak link in the chain, and that's the person that needs to step up, it's not going to work. So we all have to also keep each other accountable for making sure that we all understand what level we need to be at as an athletic trainer, because there is zero reason that um, the Milwaukee Brewers couldn't, shouldn't call Chad Henneberry and be like, Hey, why don't you want to come down and help us out for a little bit? Because you're a very seasoned baseball athletic trainer, you can do this. You should be able to walk into that room and take care of somebody. Um, And I know you could do that because I know your level of athletic training. But I think we need to keep each other accountable so that we can rely on each other as well. Well, the funny thing about that is if there's a weak link, the athletes will figure it out. and, And then all of a sudden... They're going to just gravitate towards the people that, yeah, the stronger links. Yeah, totally. And I think that's, so I, so that would happen with us in spring training. The stronger athletic trainers would even get some of these guys coming to them that they've never worked with because they trust you no matter what, because one of the other athletes said they should go to you or they just see that, you know, what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Um, or they got on your table randomly and you're like, Hey, you should probably work on this because I can tell you need to work on your subscap, whatever it is. Um, and you instantly build these bonds. And so I think there's also an opportunity if you're listening and you are, um, an outreach athletic trainer and you work with a bunch of clubs or you work with this high school, but, um, through your, hospital or your clinic, you know, a guy like Dylan that is covering a hockey team. And that's also under a contract that is through a clinic. And I don't know if Dylan, I don't know if you're under a contract through a clinic or a hospital, or if you're just under the team, I have no idea, but take those times to, um, try and reach out to those athletic trainers to say, Hey, like, I'd love to learn from you. Maybe I could shadow you, blah, 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 blah. Because God forbid something happens to that person you might be on that list of the short list of, I know this person could step in and help out and maybe we can work something out. You know, I mean, that, that kind of stuff happens. It, it really does. And that's kind of stuff. So we did get and we got one topic suggestion recently from a member of the show. And one of it was, you know, they were, a, they're a master's student and they're, what are some red flags about like applying to jobs or, what are the like what are some ins and outs of applying for jobs? One of them is connecting with other people, right? And being offering to learn from somebody. Mm-hmm. 
if you, because then you can, like, what if somebody gets seriously injured? What if somebody, there's something that tragic happens in their life and they need to step away? You could maybe then fill that, fill that void. You want to be a generalist at the start of your career and, yeah. then, and then specialize later yeah. rather than vice versa. If you try specializing straight out of school and then you realize you want to do something else, you're out yeah. of luck. You're up uh-huh. shit's Creek. Yeah. No paddle. Yep. So I think I, it's a great motto to have is I, I love the be a generalist, be, be a sponge, learn as much as much things as you possibly can when you're young, try to be somebody so that later in your life, you can start making these decisions of being specific about what you want to do, where you want to work, where you want to like specialize in. Oh, that's great. Absolutely. All right. Well, Kevin, it's time. Okay. Why don't you... So don't forget, we're giving away two memberships. What? This week, well, we're going to give away two memberships April 12th, courtesy of one of our members who who wants to pay it forward, wants more people to enjoy this live stream. We appreciate that person. Kevin's going to give you a buzzword, and you're going to email it to us. Or direct messages on social media. What do you got, Kevin? The drum buzzword, roll. Is the there a drum roll in there? Is, well, I don't want to play 24 things at once, but the buzzword is Nebula. Nebula. <laughs> who is who is Nebula? So if you are listening to this and you want a free membership courtesy of one of our current members, we're going to give away two. You're going to email us or DM us. The word Nebula. Nebula. So, Kevin, give them the email address. Training at gmail.com. And if you're on social media, you know where to find this candidate underscore ATC. Mm-hmm. Send us a direct message on the Instagram or Twitter. Yep. And you will be entered to win a membership. A membership. A, so li- you can, a live stream and membership. So you can get the episodes early. Give you can. Two. We're going to give away two. You can jump on a week early. You can hear these shenanigans a week early. You can get discounts on merchandise. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned if we you listened to last week's episode, but what we're doing is we're building up. We're going to be getting a bunch of discounts and specials for members. Yes, so if sir. you are a member, very very shortly we're going to be offering coupons and specials and all sorts of goodies discounts to our members so you're gonna want to get yourself a membership yes you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna pay for a 25 dollars membership and we're gonna give you literally hundreds of dollars of coupons hundreds multiple hundreds of dollars of coupons yes it's going to be a good deal and if you're already a member and you're on this live stream right now know that you are getting you're going to be giving you for nothing because you're already a member you're going to be getting hundreds of dollars of coupons soon. Yeah. So you've made a good investment. That you have. So uh, other than that, we hope everyone had a nice Easter. The weather is finally turning Dippity here. Hot. Oh, God, it's so nice. Already. I know. It's amazing. Uh, man. Amazing. Love it. Yeah. I got nothing Spring else. Spring is here. Me neither. We'll see y'all. Bye. Not, not